Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Hi guys, you're welcome to another edition of our podcast series. Uh, lately, we've been looking at our new identity in Christ, and then we also talked about the new life that we have in Christ. And But sometimes it can be very puzzling. You've been a Christian for quite a while. You're supposed to be a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things indeed may ask or are supposed to have passed away. And yet you have this habit that is not going away anytime soon. You have those guilty pleasures. You have those lovable faults. Or you have those addictions and you know I remember one guy told us his story that for quite a while almost 10 years he was he was hooked on porn and masturbation and it was just something he couldn't get over with but even when he came into Christ he was still struggling with this and then one day he saw the scripture the scripture from Romans 6 4 for sin shall no longer have dominion over you for you're not under the law, but you're under grace. And it was as though in that moment something triggered in his mind. You are no longer under the law. Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. He, he actually said he kept chewing on this. He kept chewing on this. And the whole thing started to marinate in his mind and just, you know, he kept chewing on it for, for over a period of time one month into two and he would always have the period of sometimes relapse he would go on for a bit and then he would relapse and then he said one day he woke up and it was over so i started to think about the power of the words that we speak so if you are a christian and you're indeed born again how do you break free from the habits how do you break free from addiction so Maybe it's porn or it's masturbation, you know, a lot of these things that you're dealing with. And um, maybe in our parents or the, the older generation, they didn't have as much connectivity as we do now. So for a lot of them, they can take a break. Um, porn was a magazine under the bed or it was some uh, like a tape or a CD that they can slot in every now and again. But for the connected generation, the digital generation, the data natives, it's a different, it's a different ballgame. Um, Porn is not something you take a break from. It's like your ever-present help as well in time of need. It's always on the phone. As long as you have data, you can call up the links, you can check it up and all of that. And, you know, but these are the things that can limit our, our spiritual experience because we're not designed to find or be addicted to stuff. So whenever you come to a point when there is an addiction in your life, what does it even mean? That addiction speaks of something that you, you, you have come to a place in your life where you have allowed something else to become more powerful over your life than God. And it's, it's a tricky one, but I, every addiction is a, is a flip side of an idol problem, an idol of pleasure. So when you come to the point in your life where pleasure is so significant or is an, is an important part of your life, before long, the pleasure will displace the other things that you need to have. But 2 Corinthians 5.17 it's very clear. It says, we were therefore buried with, <clears throat> sorry, um, therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, everything has become new. And I'm coming to remind you of the new life that you now have in God. 
and that you may be having a struggle or two doesn't invalidate the fact that the seed of God's righteousness has been planted inside of you. What you then need to do is, what do I do with this seed? So if you don't take that seed, cultivate it, nurture that seed, the seed life of God inside of you, all of these things will perpetuate in your life. So think about it for a second. Every man is first a spirit. He has a soul and then he lives in a body. Now, there's a tree, man is a trapatite being. So what it means is that as a spiritual man, when you give your life to Christ, there's a spiritual experience. Your, your, your spirit be, becomes reconnected to God. You have access to the things of God. God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, now comes to live inside of you. And there is a communion with God's spirit and your spirit. Now, that is a spiritual experience. But don't forget, there are other, other parts of you that is still not in this experience. Your body, for instance, is not born again. Your mind is also not born again. Now, the mind is, we are called to renew our minds according to Romans 12. Renew your mind by the word. So for anyone, do your spirit is born again and is saved, but your mind is not renewed to align with the spirit, you would always have a struggle in your Christian experience. So the, the, the fact that you, you are born again is not an automatic ticket that your mind is. Your mind is your responsibility. You have to take the mind and you have to steep it in the Word of God day in, day out. You have to meditate on the Word of God and let it just sort of marinate over your mind and soak it therein. Just keep soaking it. When your mind comes to the point where it is completely renewed, your spirit can align. It can align with your spirit. But the body is a different ball game. Your body is not exactly born again and might not be until the day of glorification. Now the body, for the most part, it's when your mind is renewed, you can actually bring your body under the subjection to the spirit. So if you want to enjoy the new birth realities, if you want to see the fullness of God come in your life, there is a, there is a responsibility that you have to your mind and there is a responsibility that you have to your body to your mind you have to renew your mind to your body you have to flee you have to bring it under subjection so why do we even go through things like fast it's because we're trying to bring our body under under subjection to our spirit so we can have control over that and think about it according to Romans 6 4 it says we were therefore buried with him through baptism into the death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. The goal, of, the goal for God is to renew us, is to bring a new life in us. So when Christ died, we died with him. When he was buried, we were buried with him. And when he resurrected, we resurrected with him. But there is a goal here is the way Christ died to give us life we also call to die, to enter that life. And what does it mean to die daily? What does it even mean to be a living sacrifice, to present your body as a living sacrifice? These are the ways you can deal with addiction, the way you can deal with your lovable faults, your pleasurable sins, all of those things that you feel like, ah, I have anger issues, how do I deal with it? Or I lost a lot, how do I deal with my lost issues? All of these things, they are, they, you don't, they are symptoms of a deeper issue. That the, the fact is, your spirit and your mind, at every point in time, they are the gateway. Your mind is the gateway to everything that goes on in your life. So if you want to deal with lost issues, the first thing is, 
trap your mind. The Bible spoke about casting down every negative imagination that exalts itself against the Lord. So you, you take responsibility over your mind. You take responsibility over your thought life. Everything that goes contrary to the word of God. You take responsibility as that mind, that, that thought is coming into your mind. You, you trap it before it becomes something stronger. All right, so that eternal vigilance, you keep watching to see that the boundaries, you, you, you know, the, the word of God is like a filter. So if your mind has no, nothing to deal with, your mind is open to all kinds of things. And the battlefield of life is the battlefield of the mind. Whatever take, takes hold of your mind, takes hold of your life. If addiction takes hold of your mind, the same thing will happen in your life. But remember again that because you have been redeemed and saved, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. That is the call of the born again man. That sin has no responsibility. See, once you're saved, sin is like an illusion. But you can make it more than an illusion if you give it the space. So, you know, there was this time they came to Paul and they complained about fornication in the church. And Paul was like, let it not be mentioned amongst you. Let it not be mentioned amongst you. It is not, it is not no longer natural for the regenerated spirits and the man that has come to receive the seed of God's life to yet again have sin in him. Because the truth is, when you receive the seed of God's life in you, you take that life and you begin to nurture it day in, day out. That the journey of every believer is not what you attain as a title. As, as I'm, I'm talking about the titles now. Maybe you become a deacon or you become a pastor or you become a bishop. That is an outward journey that God has not no business with. The real journey of every believer is the inward journey of confirmation. How do you take the seed of God's life and nurture it inside of you? How do you conform into the very image and the likeness of God? And there are two things in our process of, of, of growth in Christ. One of them is consecration. The other is sanctification. All right, so sanctification is really, really, um, it's really, really a process. We just, we're sanctified, but it's a process. And it's not a one-time journey. You know, even in your appetite, in your affection, in all that you do, how can you allow the Word of God to bring renewal in you? And consecration is really about setting yourself a path so that God can accomplish in your life the things He wants to do. If you're not set apart, you cannot, you know, the Bible, the Bible kept saying it over and over again. You are in this world, but you're not of this world. And if you don't first of all see yourself as someone that is from above, if you look for, for this world to give you the validation, the essence, you are missing the point. You're not just a spirit living as a human being alone, or you're not just a human being living as a spirit, but you're actually a spiritual being going through a human experience. What it means is that you have to design your life so you can optimize your spiritual essence. If prayer is important to you, you don't get out of your house day in, day out without making out time to spend and pray. I mean, it's such an important practice. You might get to the point where you think this is religious, I don't have to do it all the time, but no, the discipline of prayer is how we do life. There are some basics that can never change. There are some things that are constants, they cannot change. Give it 10 years, give it 20 years, even when God himself became a man and on the world, came in as Christ, he had the time to pray. Bible spoke about him going out in the cool of the evening to spend hours to pray. He knew desperately how he needed prayer and he made the sacrifice to do so. So if you're a Christian and 
that prayer life for you is not something you're working, you're, 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 you're sort of like preparing for, you don't make out time to do it, you might never get it done. The reality is that the things of life will keep choking us. But the spiritual man understands that the real essence of life is not in getting busy, that there is beauty in pulling away and just allowing for your spirit to, to, to connect to God. Just allow yourself, your mind to download from heaven, to, to, to press into God, to get some revelation for your life, to hear God, to hear God, to hear God. You know, sometimes we, you know, because people use it so frequently, oh, I hear God and I did this and it wasn't right. I heard God, I heard God. But the fact doesn't take away the fact that God wants to speak and we have to press into here. The success, we, 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 any success that will come out in our lives will come out from the place of hearing God and working accurately in that which he has called us to do. You're first the spirit. But that you, you want to thrive in your spiritual life, realize again that your mind is something that you have a responsibility over to renew. And you have to learn to walk in wisdom. Now think about it the other day, I told a friend of mine, I mean, if I am dieting, why will I keep chocolate at every turn in my house? It doesn't add up for me. So if you really want to really fight, if you really want to fight the good fight of faith, if you really want to carry your cross, if you want to walk out your salvation with fear and trembling, what does it even mean? It means that there's a, there's a price to pay. So yes, I, I, we, we celebrate God's love for us as a tribe that God has so unconditionally, relentlessly, recklessly loved on us. And even before we knew anything about being right or wrong, He chose us in Himself to love us. But there is a response to that love. That your understanding God's love will produce within you a submission of some sort to His love. So whenever you hear God's love and He's not placing a demand for you to submit, you're missing the point. God has forgiven us, but there's a demand to that forgiveness that we have received. The, the response on our part is repentance. So we cannot receive God's forgiveness without repentance. It doesn't make sense. We cannot receive God's love without submission. It doesn't make sense. We cannot, for instance, God has not condemned us. He said there is no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. But what is the response? We walk in the freedom that He has set us free. Now God has given us freedom. What is the response to that freedom? Responsibility. That we live in a generation where freedom sometimes is interpreted as license or as hedonism, like this, this, this freedom to indulge. But for us who are Christians, freedom is not just license to indulge. It is actually the strength to resist, the will to resist. Freedom is you realizing that I don't need to indulge in these things to find my fulfillment or my meaning in life. So realize again that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, but your mind has to be renewed so that that new life in God, of God inside of you can be fully expressed. Realize that your body, you must walk in wisdom and bring it under the subjection of the spirit. Right? You, don't play to the, you don't play to the antics of the flesh. You don't pander to your feelings. You don't pander to your sight. You don't pander to your, to your appetite. No, all of these things, if they are not redeemed, they will lead you into trouble. So grace is a much, much compelling gospel, yes? God has made everything available unto us. But let's not forget that at the time Jesus was speaking, he told them, if you look at a woman, just the mere thought of it, you've committed adultery. We're in the era of grace, and yet God is saying that if you can even just think about it, you're committing it. And the point is that he's saying, let's not take the gospel of grace and make a mess of it. Yes, he has loved us, he has freed us, but there's a response. 
that we understand that we have received something so precious. We don't cast our pearls before swans. We don't throw that which we have received and, and castigate it. No, we don't take grace and make a mess of grace. Grace is not just a license to indulge. It is not a license to indulge. Grace is an empowerment that we can walk away from anything and everything that, may, that should pose a threat to us. It's not, it's, not a, it's, not, it's not a license to remain in sin, but it's the grace to walk out and come out of it. So that I'm reminding you that everything in your life that is contrary to what God has called you to be is an illusion. You are not an addict. So are you having those feelings right now? Yes, but I'm saying stay on the word. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. The word of God pierces into the depths of our being. For the word of God is alive and active. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart, according to Hebrews 4 verse 12. If you can expose yourself to the word of God long and hard enough, you will see that this word is the only remedy to every addiction. It will break free. Stay on the word. Speak it to yourself. Let it settle in your heart. Let it settle in your mind. Let it take hold of your thoughts. Realize again that God has called you free. He has made you new in Christ and that is who you are. Nothing can come contrary to that. You are not your struggles. You are the life of God seeking to be expressed in you. Give it thought. Choose to side with God. Choose to side with God. That's my thoughts for you today. My prayer is as we continue our work of faith, we will find grace and strength to fulfill our purpose in God. And we will realize that the seed of Christ that God has placed inside of us is our hope. And as we look to Jesus, not to our circumstances, not to our flesh, we look to Him, Christ, who we have received. We look to Christ, we will become like Him. We will be transformed into the fullness of Him. We are no longer our own, for Christ has become our life. Now Christ lives in us. The life that we now live, we live through Christ. The freedom that we now enjoy, we enjoy in Christ. The grace that we have come to receive is through Christ. Christ is the hope of our glory. In Him we live, we move, we have our being. Settle yourself in the reality that Christ has become your life. And as you settle in that reality, everything will peel into insignificance. Before long, you will see the true freedom that Christ has promised you in His Word. God bless you. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.